we were in our relationship for probably about six to eight months and that's when I finally told her how I really felt that I wanted to proceed with having this surgery so I could become a male and then we could be married and have a family. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about transgender issues. We're going to ask the question, are some males really females and some females really males? Now, there is a transgender movement today that believes this concept that there are people who are born literally in the wrong body. Basically, it works like this. A man who genetically is a man feels like they're really a woman and have desires like a woman and vice versa. Now, many wonder, what's this all about? Today, we will have Deanna Miller who grew up biologically as a woman, but deep inside, she always felt like she was more like a male. She's going to talk about her discovery of transgenderism and her experience going through gender dysphoria. She found out the truth for her about all of her desires, where they came from when she was younger. And she says today, she no longer feels like she's a man. And she's understanding her life now as a woman, the sex that she was born as. She says Jesus helped her to understand how she was designed. Deanna, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Deanna, it's great having you. I mean, this is a very interesting topic that some are talking about. And I want to learn more about what you experienced in your life as a former transgender. Let me ask, I understand when you were younger, you already struggled with having a short fuse and you're always kind of irritated inside. Tell us about that. Well, it was the neighborhood joke. I'd get mad and storm off and I was easily angered at everything. And I never really understood why I was so much more mad than everybody else. Mm. And it was easy. It was easy to set me off. I had no control over the emotions. Mm. Interesting. How did that change for you as you got older? Well, everything was great until we moved my freshman year, and then I lost all of my you know, classmates and everybody that understood me and accepted me. So it was like having to start over, and at the same time, you know, you're going into your teenage years, and just life is so different. And so I became a little bit more withdrawn at that point, and just wouldn't even allow myself to be around people so that anger side would show. Mm. But I understand that throughout life, you slowly discovered that you were possibly a male on the inside, like you had feelings as if you were really a guy. Yeah, it was probably right around that time that I noticed that I was attracted to women and, you know, I enjoyed interacting with men, but I'd rather go play football with them than date them. And none of this made sense to me. And of course, you know, we're talking about pre-internet days, so you don't have any way to research what you're feeling. And it was a couple of years later that I heard about the first transsexual and I was like, oh, okay, this is what's wrong with me. I was born female and I really should have been male. Wow. So here you are just experiencing these feelings and you hear something that sounds like what you were experiencing and you're like, this is me. It sounds like at that moment, it became your identity. 
where you identified yourself as transsexual. Is that correct? That is correct. Hmm. What was going on in your mind as you were hearing about this idea of being a transsexual for the first time? What about it hooked you into this so much? Well, it's really funny because it was in the sporting page. It was a tennis player. And it was like, this is what's wrong with me. This is why I don't fit with women. And this is why I don't fit with men and why I'm just so uncomfortable all the time. And, you know, I was still in high school. So what are you going to do about it? Take your lumps and just live your life. So I did put my best foot forward, you know, to just be a woman, you know, in a world where I didn't fit at all. Mm, I understand. Like you felt like an outcast already. So this was like you found your tribe of people, like the people you would fit in with. So then did you dive right into a relationship with other females? How did that work? Well, now let's not miss the part where I actually did date a male when I was in college. But after I graduated, I got a job and I was introduced to a coworker, and it was just this immediate attraction that I had never experienced before in my life. And quite honestly, I didn't know what to do with it. And shortly after that, I moved and I happened to get an apartment underneath hers. So we were always running into each other and it was a mutual attraction, but it was an unwanted attraction for both of us at that time. And as our friendship grew, it just came to the point that we couldn't deny the attraction and we eventually moved forward with a relationship. But even that wasn't satisfying to me at all. And so we were in our relationship for probably about six to eight months. And that's when I finally told her how I really felt that I wanted to proceed with having this surgery so I could become a male and then we could be married and have a family. And that was our plan. She accepted my marriage proposal. We had to leave where we were. We were in a very small community. So we moved to St. Louis where I could pursue the surgery. But it was also at a time, we're talking mid-80s, where they were really debating whether this should be done or not done. And that's kind of where I came in and nobody would work with me. Nobody would give me hormones. Nobody would even entertain the thought of surgery. So to make our relationship work, I just went ahead and changed my name, began wearing men's clothing, and just presented myself to the world with the initials of JD, which was kind of an inside joke with my girlfriend. Hmm. So you are now fully expressing yourself as a man in your life besides surgically being changed. I understand at the time there wasn't a full pathway of becoming a man, but I understand you pursued everything you could to achieve that as much as possible. Yeah, they wouldn't allow me to take the injections for hormones, but my girlfriend found these like over-the-counter testosterone pills, which I did take. As you practice, you can actually deepen your voice. And so, you know, I worked on that. And then I wore a chest binder every day. I think it took me longer to get ready in the morning than it did her. Uh, Oh, man. You know, so I had to be very careful what clothing I bought to make sure the binder didn't show. Hmm. It was my preference to dress up, you know, and put a dress shirt on because that went up higher than anything. And fortunately for me, my job, I had to wear a lab coat. So it was that other next layer. I've talked to my coworkers and they all said, no, 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 you pulled it off. Nobody looked sideways at me. So it was very comfortable. It was very easy. Mm. So society at large accepted you as a man and people believed you to be a man. But what about your family? I mean, they, of course, knew the truth of you being a woman. How did they respond to this outward change in your life? 
Well, it didn't go with my family. We didn't communicate at all during my cross-dressing years. They knew, and they were not supportive, and what can you say? The communication basically ceased. I would talk to them maybe at Christmas or something, and that was it. Mm. Where were you spiritually at this time? Did you ascribe to any specific faith or religion? Well, I think when I met my girlfriend, I definitely called myself an atheist. After our time together, because she went to church when we first met, Uh at that point I kind of became an agnostic. And as our relationship grew, we did spend some time looking and reading scripture together, but it was just really a foreign concept to me. Mm, Right. So you didn't know God. But honestly, this transgender thing was somewhat of a mystery to you on how it got started. I understand that later on, you discovered a portion of your life that happened to you that was tragic in your youth, and you rediscovered these blocked memories of what happened when you were older. I understand those memories helped you to understand better why you grew up wanting to be male. Yeah, so, you know, you can call it blocked out. The technical term would be a repressed memory. Mm. You know, it's an incredible thing because you can be like, well, why did this happen to me? You know, I was five years old when this happened. I mean, I was an innocent child. I didn't deserve this. Mm. So just even accepting that something happened to me that was that terrible that I would forget it and being able to process it. And not that I'd ever really thought I needed to understand why I did what I did But when those memories returned, it was so enlightening as to why I wanted to be a male. Let's stop there, Deanna. I understand those repressed memories are too graphic to share on this platform, but I understand there was a lot of trauma that happened to cause you to more identify as a male. Thank you so much for being so transparent to talk to us about this. I think our audience is learning so much. Deanna, we will see you on our next show. Great. Thank you. Hold tight. Let's talk a little deeper about this subject right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is fascinating that when Deanna was younger, she already had same-sex attraction and these behavior points were more like a guy than a girl. Now, the question is, can someone truly be born in the wrong body? Well, we know scientifically that though someone may feel that way, Deep down, on a biological level, they're always an XX or an XY chromosome that dictates how our bodies express themselves physically. So, we know it's not that. But what is it then? Is it just like this emotional thing? Well, scientists call this gender dysphoria and it's listed as a mental disorder. And we know that physically, Deanna was always an XX in her cells, but what is explaining her thinking that she was a male? 
deep inside? Well, this was spiritual, I believe. There was a spiritual component to it and is actually evidence of demonic activity. Because demonic activity often causes people's desires to become perverted or thwarted. And sudden desires that are not normally there, they start to arise in an individual and begin to drive that individual. And that person has no rest, no peace until they get some type of satisfaction to relieve that urge within. And that is gender dysphoria. Ancient scriptures reveal the original design of God. And what is it written in Genesis 1.27? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Guys, in God's original design, he made men to be men and women to be women. Father God, I pray for this great revelation for us to understand, to have no confusion about this, that you would clarify how you have created this earth, how you created men and how you created women. Father, I'm praying for the nation right now. And I'm praying for all those who are listening, that if there's any confusion, give a revelation of truth for them right now. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. See you next time.